This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome back to Trot's Life. It's your Wednesday edition. I'm joined on the line first and foremost by Adam Hamilton, who, like me, I was there in 1992, but I was 11 years of age. I won't do Adam the discredit of asking him what age he was, but Adam, in reviewing the uh, footage and some old videos, there's a very long-haired, young-looking gentleman standing behind Vic Frost when he came back to scale, mate. Uh, firstly, i better ask how you are, whereabouts are you, and, uh, and your recollections of standing behind Vic Frost when he came back to scale. Lot to unpack there, Toby. Lot <laughs> yeah, to unpack. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, firstly, I'm I'm up in Brisbane, um, uh, doing a little bit of filming up here uh, for a couple of days. But um, obviously, I'll be getting back as uh, you know in the next couple of days to get ready for night one of the Inter Dominion, which I can't wait for. And a lovely piece of synergy because that is the first Inter Dominion that I ever worked at. Yep. The 1992 series. So um, I'd been working for the Herald Sun uh, or the Herald, the afternoon paper as it was then. I'd been working for them for uh, probably about two and a half years going into that series. And Neil Donnelly, their harness rider, had finished up just before that. So I was on the big dance covering that Inter-Dominion series. Um, it didn't uh, prompt me to have a haircut, as you rightly <laughs> identified when you saw the vision. That came a couple of years later. And what you may also have been able to see, if you looked really close, was that uh, pirate-like gold earring that I thought was pretty trendy to have back in those days. But, uh, yeah, different times, a, a really fun era. And that was a, an incredible year in my life because it was the same year that I also met lifelong friend and one of the craziest dudes I've ever come across in Michael Gurren about seven or eight months after that in the Dominion, I met him for the first time at the Miracle Mile that year at uh, up there at Harold Park. So yeah, there was a really significant year in my life on many levels, 1992. Yeah, it would have been. And, mate, covering that first into Dominion, and there was a lot going on. I remember the week of it, Impressionist. I was actually connected to Teddy Demler Stable back then, we had a horse in the series, Barrel Boy. He didn't make the final, but Impressionist was... He was, was un- a lovely horse, Toby. He, he was, was a lovely horse, Barrel Boy. <laughs> he was a lovely horse, but Impressionist was under a big injury cloud. I'm not sure how much uh, the media knew about that compared to what I knew. But anyway, he was under a big injury cloud. Uh, level advice drew the back row from memory. Uh, now, <laughs> there was a horse almost forgotten that drew... Barrier one and ran second in a heat. He drew the second row inside second row in the other two heats. Uh, Westburn Grant was his name. He was almost uh, gate five. He was he had an awkward barrier draw in a sense and somewhat was forgotten in the lead up to the race, Adam. He was um, not forgotten for his greatness, but probably, probably written off 
I guess, is, is the best way of describing it because he was in the twilight of his career. He he hadn't been winning. Um, and and he was, you know, twilight of a hard career where he's yeah. been a superstar since he was a young horse. And I think injuries were starting to take their toll on him. And he was, I'm not going to say he was a day-to-day proposition, but he needed all of the genius of, of Vic Frost to get him through that series. And, and everybody was still interested in how he was going, but nobody knew how he was going because no one could find Vic Frost <laughs> the week leading into the final. He vanished off the face of the earth, Toby. Vanished? Yeah, well, <laughs> he was in Venus Bay, I know that much, uh, but whether you could get hold of him, I suppose there was no mobile phones or anything like that back then, so it was probably a bit easier to vanish, Adam. Well, you can't get hold of Vic on a mobile phone now. So imagine what it was like back in 1992 trying to get hold of him full stop. So, um, yeah, look, I, I look. the, the rumour mill had it that he'd escaped to somewhere just to focus on the horse. And, um, you know, I know I know that you're, uh, you're going to have a chat with Vic and it was, a, it was a tough time in his life on many levels and, and he'll go through that with you, but... I think he wanted to get away from every possible distraction and he wanted to find a beach with the sand to to probably help the ageing leagues of Westburn Grant. And I've spoken to him about it since and he said there's no doubt it was the difference between winning winning the final and not winning it, that he was able to find that glorious straight stretch of beach. And I go down many years, uh, well, I've been down many, many years to... Wilson's Promontory, which is a little bit further on from Venus Bay. And I actually stopped on the way down there one year just to have a look at it because, you know, the place had been so legendary in my mind because of that story around Westburn Green. Did you sit on the beach and almost look and see him running past you in your mind's eye just with Vic with a cunning little smile like you couldn't find me back then, could you, boy? <laughs> exactly. Well, legend has it that he went, that he, he, he worked him in a straight line and obviously that was easier on his legs or better for his legs yeah. as well. So, yeah. And legend has it that he ran something like about a 150 straight mile on the beach, which... Which I, I could I could actually believe because he was such an incredible horse, Westburn Brand, and um, you know that was probably Vic finding out finding out for himself if the horse was still in, you know, if he was in good enough condition to be a serious chance in the final, and obviously he was, and obviously history shows he was. There was still plenty of fight in the old dog at that stage of his, uh, you know, the, the dwindling years of his career. Yeah, well, that, that's not that hard to believe. He won the Miracle Mile only about four or five months prior in 155. So a straight line, 150, yeah, that's what he would have run. That That's very, very easy to believe. Yeah, he was a yeah, remarkable horse. He, he, he became, you know, the equine face of the Miracle Mile for a number of years. And, of course, mm. in his early, early stages, he went over to New Zealand when no one dared to go to New Zealand for their derbies. They had a big yeah. bonus on and he won all their big three-year-old races over there and won the bonus. And and the New Zealanders were like, who the hell is this horse? Like, we have the best three-year-olds, not Australia. And this horse has come over here and just owned us over a space of about three weeks. You know, Adam, he is still 20th on the all-time paces prize money. He won 
one and a half times what Lockenvar Art did. So Lockenvar Art won one point four million. He won almost two point one million. It's unbelievable when you put it in those terms for people of the modern era. Like that's a lot of prize money in in the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, you've got to say that um, you know other than perhaps Black's a fake because of his longevity and the magnitude of races that he won. But um, he, if, if he did a, some sort of pro rata, he'd be the second highest earner the sport's ever seen. I think. Yeah. Which is, yeah, which you could actually, I could actually work that out somehow, but I haven't got all day, so I won't quickly work that out. And the other one, the trotting into Dominion that year, William D won it for John Langdon, who's going to join us as well. So I'm privileged to have them both on. He was a legend of the sport. He more, more than just the William D, of course, in 1975, he won with Carlotta's Pride and Young Quinn, where he's still the only driver to win both trotters and paces in the one year. Yeah, and as a young guy starting out in the trots, which I was um, yeah. back in 92, to meet John Langdon was was almost a bit daunting given what he'd achieved in the Inter-Dominion. And you always, it's, it's often said by people, isn't it? You know, when you look up to someone, you always hope they're, they're a good quality person. They're not just great at what they do. And, and gee, that was spot on with John Langdon. Like, I, if I, I haven't seen John for quite a few years, but I know if I saw him, we'd, we just pick up where we left off. He was a, a just a beautiful human to deal with, and obviously, you know, his son Michael then uh, then came into the sport as well. And his son Michael was close with Vinnie Knight, and Michael named John's grandson Vincent after Vinnie Knight. So, but yeah, you talk about legends, and New Zealand's had many, many of them over the years in harness racing, but. For his achievements, particularly at the height of his powers, John Langdon, he's got to sit right up there. Adam, I thank you, mate, for a few of your recollections of the Quid Inter Dominion Pacing Championship all those years ago in 1992. And in, we probably didn't realise what we were witnessing at the time or appreciating it probably as much as we would now in our later years as just young people. I was only, as I said, I was 11 years of age, but you you would have thrown in the deep end. And I think looking back, yeah, I don't think we would have appreciated it as much as what we did at the time, if that makes sense. No, look, you're absolutely spot on. Um, we we just had greatness year after year at that stage, didn't we? So yeah. Um, and what a what a what a vintage time of horses. It was around the time <laughs> of, you know, Benny Knight and all of his his superstars. You know, in those early days of Westburn Grand, and you talked about Teddy Demler and his horses and the Kiwis as well. So. No, I enjoyed the wander down memory lane and I love the work that, and the memories that you bring back for us through series like this, Toby. Keep up the great work. Good on you, Adam. I'll see you at the uh, first round of Inter-Dominion Heats at Ballarat. We'll create some more history this year, mate. Good on you, mate. Thanks, Ad.